0: and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile podcast, episode 20. My darling, you are in luck because this is an extra large edition of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast. And you get to meet one of my absolute favorite women in the world. And she, of course, happens to be one of my ladies. And her name is Aisha. And it's such a delight because Aisha, who is also the founder of the She Thought website, a personal blog about her own fertility journey, she is going to be such an inspiration to you because Asia's story is a fertility journey that spans... Five years, and she has seen some trials and tribulations. And most importantly, her story is particularly inspiring based on what she was able to create in her life as a result of taking control of what she thought and believed, because she had every reason in the book to throw her hands up, turn her back on her dream of being a mom. But what you're going to find in this amazing episode is this woman not only reclaimed her power... By taking control of what she thought and she believed, she also had opportunities that she wasn't even aware of begin to show up for her by being the woman who succeeds, by thinking like a woman who succeeds. So I am absolutely delighted to share my interview with Aisha, and I hope you fall in love with her as much as I have. So here is your special extra large version of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast with Aisha. One of the things that I love about the work that I do is I really get to work with women that are absolutely committed to their goals, absolutely committed to their vision. And when I met Aisha, I was completely blown away. Not only did it feel like we were separated at birth, it really (laughs) was one of those things where I was just immediately in the very first conversation we had, I just like, I am in love with this woman. I just want her in my life, and, and that is the glory of being able to do the work that I do. So I want to introduce Aisha. So Aisha, tell us a little
1: bit about yourself and, and how you found yourself on this journey. Well, hi. Sure. Thank you so much, Roseanne, for having me. Um, I'm delighted to be able to talk with you and just talk a little bit about my journey. And I just had a, a miscarriage, and I was trying to find something, anything to hold on to, to grab on to. I think you had one of your uh, monthly conference calls, and I said, "Oh, I've tried everything else. I mean, you know, why not?" So um, <laughs> I jumped on um, one of the conference calls, and, and something about you and your story, and just hearing it from a different, I think, perspective, resonated with me. And so I contacted you, and we did some work one-on-one, and and uh, it's definitely been one of the the best and highlights of this whole journey. Oh. Yeah, for sure.
0: I feel the same way, babe. So
1: <laughs> So
0: so why don't you go ahead and tell us a
1: little bit about this journey sure. for you? So we started uh we got married um and I definitely were was kind of like we were always always on the family track, but I kind of wanted to wait. I wanted to do some things and complete a few things before we even started talking about babies. So about 2 years into our marriage, I said, "Okay, I've completed the things I wanted to do. Let's go ahead and start Trying for a baby, and so um, we did that. And probably about a year later, um, things still weren't happening, and I really didn't think anything of it. But my husband was like, "Maybe you know we should get checked out." And I said, oh, "Okay, I'm sure I'm fine. <laughs> it just hasn't happened yet." And and so um, we went to the doctor, and they referred us to a reproductive endocrinologist. And the first one that we saw said that everything looked fine. It was unexplained, and that was kind of just it. So we went on from there. Still nothing. They'd given us some um, fertility medications, I think, mean, like metformin and Vemera, believe it's Vemera, um, and said, go ahead and try that. We did that. That didn't work. We did an IUI. That didn't work. Started scratching my head, like <sighs> something just not sitting right with me. And so I went to another reproductive endocrinologist, and that's kind of where things started to go a little crazy. Ooh, t- tell yeah. us about crazy. Tell us about crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was diagnosed with a condition called adenomyosis which is similar to endometriosis it's kind of the sister of endometriosis but it's it's one of those things that is not easily detectable so i knew mm. i had been having pain for a long time i couldn't figure out why i had always had painful cycles it just it just became a part of my life since i was a teenager and mm-hmm. i just didn't really think much of it until we started going down this road and so in addition to that we also did an hsg test and found that both of my fallopian tubes were blocked Mm-hmm. So now we have to deal with, okay, we have adenomyosis and we have the blood pump fallopian tubes. And, and so we were kind of trying to figure out what we're going to do and, and decided to go the IVF route. Did not know where we were going to get money from. But I've, one thing I found is that when you kind of make up your mind to do something, it appears somehow, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later, but somehow you managed um, to manifest somehow it. Somehow we manifested that. We did our first round of IVF. That did not take. And I think that was such a blow because I just knew I'm like, okay, okay, that didn't work, but I know I'm like, okay, this is going to work. You know, I just had no doubt. And when it didn't, I was thrown off and I was totally shocked and not understanding what was going on. And so took some time off of that, and, and a few months later, we had two more embryos left. We implanted those, I did get pregnant and then miscarried. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's kind of where Roseanne kind of comes into the story, and so then we decided, okay, we're going to do IVF again. So this would now be our second time. I decided to kind of do some research. I found another doctor, a radiologist, who specialized in, in doing work with unblocking tubes. Did that, thought, okay, maybe we'll try to go that route. Did that twice. Nothing happened from that. Um, and then we decided to do IVF again. Uh, we did it with an embryo, one embryo that we had, that we had PGS tested, and that one did not take. And so we kind of we're left with like, okay, what, what are we going to do? Let's just go forward. And we'll try it one more time. And at this point, you know, the doctors are like, you know, I think that it's your uterus. I think there's a uterine problem. Um, because your uterus, for whatever reason, doesn't want to hold on to a pregnancy. And so his idea from this point is to have a surrogate. So we have one embryo left now. This is kind of where we are now. We have one embryo left now and just trying to decide on kind of what to do from here.
0: Very interesting place to be, huh? (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, okay. So, that could be a place that would drive you insane, right? Mm-hmm. That that could yes. be a place that if you've got a lot of stories running, that you could be absolutely crippled. Yes. So tell us, you know, tell us a little bit about your thought process through this journey, because you kind of mentioned like Roseanne came in, you know, at this point, <laughs> but like, but why, why would that matter? And, and, and more importantly, why did that matter in your life? Like, how is that
1: impacting you now? Because you kind of alluded that to something kind of shifted. So tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah, I started to realize that there was some kind of connection between the mind and body. And I mm-hmm. thought to myself, huh, I mean, I've tried everything else. I mean, literally, I mean, I've tried everything else. And so something is missing. And, and if I'm seeing other people have success, then why couldn't that be me? So oh, I started to do some research on mind and body and figured, okay, well, you know what? I mean, yes, I was skeptical, but then I thought, I mean, what do I have to lose? I've done everything else, acupuncture, hypnotherapy. I mean, you name it, I've probably done it. <laughs> <laughs> we both have. We,
0: we haven't even talked about the black chickens yet, whether or not you boiled them like I did, but I, I am sure you did that in your own way. You've got your own arsenal there. Okay.
1: Okay. So you started, you're willing to test this thing out. So, so tell yeah. us about that. And so things just started coming up like, and, and just certain things. And, I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this or I don't know how I'm going to do this. And, and as soon as I made up my mind and let go of the crazy desire, it just appeared and it happened. And, and, I, and I started to realize like, there's got to be something to this. There's got to be something more than just, you know, a lot of the law of attraction, mumbo jumbo. like there's really something to this. And so that's for me when things started to shift.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about like, what was one of the biggest shifts for you? Because there could be women out there right now listening, thinking, look, I don't need to participate in my own journey. Medicine has got my back that's going to be the answer for me. And thinking that they can just, you know, have a negative attitude about what's going on in their journey and that it's not going to matter. What would you say to
1: that? I would definitely say that if you've done everything else, and, and one thing I've, uh, to even backtrack from that, one thing I've learned about negativity is it just breeds more negativity. Being in that place and being in that dark place just brings more of that. And you become this bitter, skeptical jealous person that can't even enjoy simple things in life anymore.
0: Mm. Because
1: you've been so consumed with this desire that you seemingly can't have. And so for me, I think the switch came when I decided to change my my attitude and my outlook. And instead of one of the things that I love about Roseanne is one of instead of saying, you know, why me? Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. I started to change it to say, wait a minute, now why not me? Wow. Why, if this can happen for my sister friend, how come it can't happen for me? That's huge
0: because it's really easy to get caught up in the game of comparison. It can, it can get super easy to be on the, you know, play the blame game too, because that's, I mean, I know I did that. Yes. I was blaming everyone. If anyone was walking by (laughs) me, I was blaming them for my pain, you know, like this, this just happened. And, you know, you used a really important word or actually an important phrase that actually is super scary to people mm-hmm. and it's let it go.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, you said you had to let go of the desire and mm-hmm. and I want to chat with you about that a little bit because some people really get caught up in the idea that letting go
1: is giving up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think that's probably one of the biggest struggles I had because I felt like letting go was giving up. I mm. felt like, how can I let go of something that I want so much? If I let go, then that means I'm okay with not having it. And so I didn't understand that in order for me to receive it, I had to surrender it.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's the yes. word. That's the surrender. Yes. I mean, isn't yes.
1: that's kind of the holy grail on this journey. I mean, it's, the, it's where the power is. I mean, I mean, totally. It's totally where the power is, because as long as I'm trying to fix it, And I'm trying to figure out what am I gonna do and how am I gonna do this? I'm just going around in circles. I'm just going around in circles. And so it it seemed in the moment when I thought about it, it seemed like a weakness. But now I understand the power of surrender.
0: Mm. Um, So tell us about that process for you, this elusive sense of surrender. Like, how did that come about for you? Because like even just listening to you, like it's very obvious. Like, and I think anyone listening to this is like, this woman's gonna, she's gonna be a mom. I mean, when I listen to you and any woman listening to this is probably going to take away something similar, maybe she'll use different words, but there is a very clear resolve in you. There is not like even an ounce of like, this isn't going to happen for me. So tell us about your process of surrender and how that's supporting you now, where you're at in
1: your journey. Yeah. I mean, it took some time. I mean, it took time and a lot of soul searching and book reading and meditation and and just learning to be still and learning to be in the moment and learning that if I'm anxious about something, it's because I'm either thinking about the past or thinking about the future. Mm
0: -hmm. Because if I'm
1: present and if I'm thinking about the present, then there's nothing for me to be anxious about because I'm just living today, right now, this moment. Mm. so... That's the thing that I think for me kind of really switched everything is just to to learn to remain present, and um, if I start getting in my mind and thinking crazy thoughts, I, I just kind of switch that without beating myself up for thinking those thoughts. Letting it be, and just understanding that it's okay, but I can choose another thought.
0: Wow! And you know, I have to tell you that is a very different position. Then I, I remember the fir- the woman that I first spoke with, like that. That is like a complete one hundred and eighty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about what it was like
1: to see that transformation in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty amazing, and I really do have to thank you for that, Roseanne. I think oh, um, you did the I, heavy I, lifting, doll. Well, <laughs> but, but you know what? I I did. I've done therapy. You know, I've done talk therapy. I, I've seen. You know, psychologists and psychiatrists and, and, you know, I just never felt like I, they, I was heard or they got it. So I've I always left feeling like I don't understand what I went for. But after the work that we did, it was something in the conversations that we had that made me think like, so I was a huge skeptic, but it's okay to believe now. It's okay. You can believe. It's not going to hurt you to believe. Um, and I think that I was in that place of, I, well, I mean, being cautiously optimistic, like, okay, sure, it's going to happen, whatever, but I've learned that it's okay. It's okay to believe. What is it going to hurt me to feel the opposite of what I've been feeling?
0: Wow. You know, and what is it like to have a conversation with another woman that totally freaking gets it? You know, we all do the lurking on the online forums mm-hmm. and in all this other crap, and we think it's just us, but... Tell them a little bit about what it's like to actually be in a relationship like this and having somebody like there for you in that way. It
1: feels like you're being seen and it feels like you're being heard. Someone is walking with you, holding your hand and holding you up. Wow. Um, which can be really daunting when you don't know who you can talk to or you have friends that are getting pregnant with no problem and, or even family and they just don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. And it, it just feels like, okay, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not alone.
0: Mm-hmm. And how was this different than therapy? Because you made a really interesting distinction that like, mm-hmm. you know, that there was something different about
1: that. What would you say that difference was? I felt that you gave me practical things I could do and apply immediately. There were, there was nothing that was over my head. And I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I don't think so. It was all practical things. And it was like these aha moments, like, oh, wow, I didn't think about it like that. Well, so it, it really made me change my thinking and, and change my perspective that had been so kind of in such a dark place that it was like a little break of light.
0: Came through. Mm you know and and there's something different when you know like women like us because you know while our journeys are different we have some similarities in that mm-hmm. we kind of get to this point where like wait a second like i'm mm-hmm. doing everything and nothing yeah. is working for me and but there's a moment that where we say to ourselves wait a second you know i'm doing all these things physically mm-hmm. yet there's this kind of a gaping hole in the strategy when you're not thinking about the mind piece Uh Like, wow, you know, if I, what, what would happen for me if I have both, like I'm doing everything I can physically, I'm, you know, receiving whatever support and care that I can physically. And then when Mm -hmm. I bring the whole of myself and I bring Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking and believing into it, it's a whole nother level of empowerment. Would
1: you agree? Totally different. I mean, you even feel different. Mm -hmm. It's just something about that feeling of, of knowing, okay, huh. I don't have to, like I said before, I can choose another thought. I don't have to stay here. My Mm -hmm. reality can be whatever I create it to be, Mm -hmm. but it's my choice.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's the thing is like whenever we're in control of our thoughts and beliefs, we have a higher level of agency. We have a higher level of like, I mean, just think about the decision-making process. Uh Like Uh when you're in control of what you think
1: and believe, do you think you make better decisions Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I, and I, I made a decision earlier this year. Um, I had been kind of grappling with taking a break for a little bit because um, it had been five years of nonstop poking, prodding, surgeries. And I made a decision to say, you know what? I'm going to stop and take a break for myself. I just mm-hmm. need to take a breather and I'm not going to worry about how. And, and in the back of my head, the clock is ticking, tick, 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 ticking. And I didn't think I didn't care about that. I knew that I had to take a break for myself, for my own self care, for my mind and my body. And so I, I was, I was kind of like, should I do this? I had to get on some kind of birth control to stop my cycles because they had become so painful. Um, mm-hmm. And that was hard for me because that means, I'm, well, if I'm on something, then that means, you know, um, then then I'm not going to get pregnant. And I had to say, you know what? It's okay. It's all going to be fine. You're going to be fine your turn, I'll be 40 in a few months. And I am so excited about that.
0: Whoa, a woman excited about turning 40 on this journey. Oh my gosh. Tell us about that because that is gold. (laughs) I
1: I don't know what it is about 40, but I just feel like I'm in line for a miracle and something amazing is about to happen in my life. I can't explain it, but it's just a feeling that I have like something, something big is getting ready to happen. And, and, and I feel like being a, a mom now that would be older than in her forties, it, it's kind of given me a sense of, oh, I'm in a special club. I like this. This is actually oh, yeah. really cool.
0: Oh yeah. There's a lot of us out there, girls. We, can't, <laughs> we cannot wait to have you because this is, I mean, but think about even that, like, because there are women that are going to be listening to this that are like, you know, 40 is this like arbitrary deadline, like wow. where we hear, I mean, we get this beaten over our heads mm-hmm. left and right mm-hmm. about turning 40, that this is some, you know, line of fertility demarcation where everything goes downhill from here. And just listening to you, I mean, the transformation is palpable you know, it's, it's just obvious, like it's palpable, like where, you know, cause you easily very easily based on your five year journey everything that you've been through you could easily be like okay i'm just throwing in the towel like mm-hmm. 40 is this terrible thing but like i hear nothing but excitement out of you oh. and you know what
1: yes certainty yes 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 I, I mean i can feel it i i felt it this year like something I, I don't know what it is about this year 2019 but something is going to happen and 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 for me, that used to have to mean that, oh, that means I'm going to get pregnant this year, or, but I don't know what that means and I'm okay with that. But whatever it is, I know that it's going to be great.
0: You know, this idea that our thoughts lead to our beliefs, our beliefs mm-hmm. lead to actions and actions lead to results. Like it's mm-hmm. it's obvious, it's painfully yes. obvious that you having this level of certainty and this level of empowered surrender on this journey, like how could that not yield different Mm -hmm. results for you?
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And knowing that every day is a new day, it doesn't matter what happened last year. It doesn't matter if I got a negative pregnancy test or it doesn't matter if I had a miscarriage. All of that is part of my journey, but that doesn't mean that I have to live in that. I mean, even if we take the
0: decision that you made, I mean, like talking about empowered decision-making, oh my gosh, you know, has Aisha lost her mind? She's, she's taken a break. Like who takes a break on this journey? Exactly.
1: At 39.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people are like, woman, you got to hop to it. You got to make this happen. Like, yes. You know, tell us a little bit more about that because self-care is a huge Mm -hmm. area where we can really self-abandon on this journey. So tell us about like, you know, what went into your decision to Mm -hmm. take a break for yourself, you know, because you described it as self-care, like what Mm -hmm. went into that
1: for you? And it it was exactly what you just said. It was self abandon. Like I kind of got into this depressive state. Um, And for me, that included weight gain. And that included eating and, and, and um, using food as a way to try to deal with feelings. Because I couldn't control anything else, but I could control what I ate and I could eat whatever I wanted to eat because I deserve to eat that.
0: <laughs> mm, wow. <laughs> look so. at that. Like, look at even that process. Wow.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to stop this, take time for myself, get myself back where I want to be. And it doesn't mean a number on a scale, but it's just how I want to look and feel, especially going into 40. And I'm going to take back the control because that I can control. I may not be able to control all the other things you know, that have happened and this and that, but I, that is something that I can do. Wow! And I don't have to wait for someone to do that. I can do that myself.
0: Oh man. I just love the way you describe that because that's the thing. Like You know, there's so much on this journey that we cannot control. Mm -hmm. That sometimes we we miss the fact that we get to control the most
1: important thing, and that's us. Yes, yes. And then it was almost like how how, and I had to stop myself and say, how am I going to bring a child into this world when I have such a distorted view of who I am right now, And and a distorted body image.
0: I remember saying, I mean, when I was writing my book, like that's one of the things that was in my mind a lot is like thinking about how this journey is actually preparation.
1: Yes. it's. What do you think about that? I mean, it's absolutely preparation. I think for the, for the mom you're going to be, for the mom I'm going to be, all of this has prepared me. And I think because of it, I'm going to mother differently. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, Uh, I think, you know, because in my mind, it's very clear, Aisha's going to have a very special baby. um, (laughs) Because, I mean, you know, as women of faith, like one of the things in my heart, I'm like, uh, it. it, you know, as more and more that we open up to not only that we're attracting what we want into our lives, that we have, you know, a huge level of control, but that we're working in concert with something higher than us. Like it's this really incredible freedom when when you have an element of faith in your journey, I mean, whatever that is for people, I mean, mm-hmm. cause that, that can look different for everyone, but right. Would you mind sharing like a little bit about the role that has played in, in helping you change what you think and believe on your journey?
1: Definitely. I think, um, my faith went through a huge shakeup and mm-hmm. for a long time, I was mad at God. Because I felt like, uh, you know, you can do anything, so why aren't you doing this? Um, and so I was angry, and I kind of ran away from that because I just couldn't believe that things weren't happening the way I thought they should happen. But what I learned is that it's not always about what we think, because what we think in the moment might not be the right thing for us. We can't always see that, but we think we know what we need and what we want. And so sometimes you just have to, to step out of the way and realize that, okay, if you believe, and if you have faith, then you have to trust that however you're here, if, if it's God, if it's spirit, however you got here, that knows your life and knows that you're going to be okay, no matter what. You know, we get super
0: caught up in the timeline, right? Yes. Like, you know, just like we're talking about, you know, oh my gosh, turning 40, blah, 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 You know, but the reality is, and the, and the CDC just, you know, published numbers a couple of years ago talking about how women, actually the population of women that are having babies later is like going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yet we still hold on to this idea of this arbitrary line at 40 when it's not even
1: supported by the facts. No, yeah, I think that societal pressures, a lot of it. Maybe um, even family pressure it could be a lot of different things that make you think in your mind that you have to have certain things at a certain time and age in your life and that's just not reality for everybody everyone is different you know now that you're at the point
0: where you and your husband are looking at the next step for you you know you're considering surrogacy mm-hmm. and for some people that could be like oh my gosh i've failed blah 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 you know you could easily go down that road Yes. So, how has transforming what you think and believe about yourself supported you
1: at this place on your journey? Just by knowing that no matter what, it's all going to be okay. Whether it's through a surrogate or another means, it's all going to be okay. And whatever you have to do with that. And, and so, we were kind of talking about this, and I, I mentioned it to, to one of my sisters, and she offered immediately to carry the child for us. Oh, um, wow. And, and I'm like, oh, really? And she said, yes. I would <laughs> love to do that for you. And I'm like, I didn't even ask. <laughs> you know?
0: Isn't it crazy how sometimes these blessings are right under our nose and it's yeah. only when we get out of our own way that we can see them?
1: Yes. Because it was one of those things that I had to grapple with, the thought of someone else carrying a child for me. And I wanted to be able to experience that and and, you know, but then I thought it, it doesn't matter because all worlds will lead to the same outcome. So does it matter how the baby gets here? No. It's just wow. a stop on the journey.
0: Wow. I mean, you are blowing my mind right now because when I think about the woman that I first met and the woman that I'm talking to today, it is that 180. <laughs> and it, it's such a powerful example, you know, and, and think about what you get to, what you get to share as a result of making this transformation on your journey. And that's what I want to talk about next, because you're not just out there doing this for yourself. You have found a way to take your journey and serve other people. So tell us about that.
1: So I was, I had all of these thoughts in my head about, you know, oh gosh, you know, all the things that I didn't know and I wish I had known. And so the idea came to me to start a blog. And so um, I did that. I I created something that I'm very proud of and and got to showcase some of my work in a few different um, publications and and, um, just to be a support to other women who have gone through the same thing, sharing even tips and tricks and information about um, where to find a good reproductive endocrinologist and how to find money if you don't have it. There are grants out there that people don't know about that cater specifically to people who want to have a family. Um, there are so many resources out there that people just don't know about. And so, I, I mean, I just wanted to share what I had been through in the hopes that, you know, someone could relate and hopefully take something from that and, and, and be able to, you know, get what they needed to, to, to move forward in whichever way that is. That's awesome. So tell them what the, what your website is. So, my website is shethought.wixsite.com, my site. And um, it's funny because the title of my blog is She Thought, So She Did. And I just kind of thought in my head, like, you know, if I can create this life and if I can do these things, and why not do that and manifest it in something tangible? Please repeat that one more Short time she thought all lowercase one word dot Wix backslash my site. Love it. Love it. So, you know, in, in closing, like
0: what would you want women out there who are perhaps listening to this and thinking to themselves, I can't even do this. I'm not sure if I have it in me for, you know, another cycle or, this whole mindset thing is, is just a bunch of nonsense and I'm going to get let down again. Like, you know, all of those scary thoughts and all of those things that, that keep us separate from what we want. Like,
1: what would you say to them? Well, I, I mean, I've been there. I've thought all of those things and probably a lot more. Um, and I have come to the realization that you don't have to take no for an answer. Just because one door closes doesn't mean another one won't open. You can decide and you can change. And then I also feel like the desire is there because it was meant for you. It wouldn't be there if there wasn't going to be a way for you to bring that to fruition. It's so
0: good because I think, you know, as as women, we get, we feel so isolated and we feel like, you know, it's just medicine and it's just statistics that are going to dictate our ability to create what we want on this journey. And you are absolutely living proof that actually no when mm-hmm. you are when you are open and you're you're getting out of your own way you're going to see opportunities and you're going to give yourself a chance to live this differently because mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious that when you are in a different mindset you get to create different results and it's obvious
1: that you are well on your way absolutely i mean and it, it is just that and it 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 really is just you making a decision Wow! Mm. decide to do things differently and to change. It isn't, there's no magic that needs to come down from the air. It's just you and thinking differently about yourself, one, and understanding also that it's okay for you to have what you want. It's okay. And it doesn't make you greedy. Um, mm. And so that was really hard for me to realize that, yeah, it's okay. You, you do deserve it. And it's okay. It's okay. You can have it. If you wanted,
0: wow! Oh my gosh! Well, Aisha, I cannot wait to share this with the world because there is somebody that you know is this is just going to resonate so strongly with. And like I said at the very beginning, I mean, one of the coolest things about the work that I get to do is to work with women like you, and this is. I mean, this it's just this cool synergy that we have and being able to, to see a woman make that transformation from being yeah, in that dark place, yeah. being afraid, feeling disempowered, feeling yeah. disconnected from her faith, and then doing this work and then absolutely blowing the doors off of what's possible. Like, I really hope that women listening to this hold on to that yeah. certainty when you said to us earlier that... I know 2019 is about, you know, something big for me. I don't know what it is, but I can Mm -hmm. feel it. Mm -hmm. Like that is why we keep putting one foot in front of the other is to get to that place because at that place, you are bulletproof. You know that, you know, it may look a little different than I thought, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I know this is coming. Like I know this desire to be a mom, this is there for me for a reason. And oh my goodness, woman! Well, I am hugging you so tight. Like I, oh, I, I actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the good fortune of being able to hug you in person, and I, I just, ooh, I'm remembering that moment. And uh, so, <laughs> so thank you, my darling, precious woman, for thank sharing you. your story with us. And uh, you know, everyone, get your butts to Asia's website. I'm going to include a link in the show note. This woman's voice is incredible, and I mean. There I have many reasons to believe in miracles and, and believe in God, but me
1: being able to work with somebody like
0: you is just another one thank of those you. things. So
1: thank you so much. And and if you haven't gotten her book, please get her book. It's amazing. Oh
0: my goodness, dolls. Like it isn't Aisha just absolutely a delight. Well, I am so thankful that I was able to be with you today and share this woman's incredible story. So if you're listening to this and thinking to yourself, I want that, I want to have that level of certainty, I want to have that level of confidence, and you want to be able to sleep at night knowing you have done everything you possibly can to get pregnant and make your dream of being a mom come true, love, we have to talk. I will be opening enrollment in my Fearlessly Fertile Method program. It is unlike anything out there. It is truly some of the best work we have ever done. And I am so proud to be putting it out in the world. This is about helping women that are 100% committed to bringing the full picture, mind and body to their journey so that they know they do not have a gaping hole in their fertility strategy. This is about you coming to the table with everything you've got, no holds barred, ready for success. This program is going to be for the woman who is serious about getting pregnant in the coming year. So if that is you and you want to bring the full picture and have that confidence, go to www.fromabytobaby.com and apply for your breakthrough session there. And if you are struggling with the question, am I the reason I'm not getting pregnant and you don't like the answer that you are giving, woman, again, we need to talk. Go to www.fromabytobaby.com and apply for your breakthrough session. There is no reason for you to not have certainty. You can be the woman who achieves success on this journey. You just have to make the decision, just like Asia said, and learn how to do this because it is actually something that you can learn. And if you're ready to do that, I've got your back, love. And don't forget, change your mindset, change your results.